Passion of Sports Talk Radio. It's this man. It's the compassion. It's the it's the dignity. It's the wisdom. It's the it's the horse sense of the guy. You know what? This is crap. We're gonna stop this. I can't stand it. Run it again. Huddle up and run it again. We're rolling now. <laughs> Thanks. So. Microphones are on. Marker eight ten. Go. The Eggies. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. The Jazz. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Number four of my best non-sports sports, wife carrying. I beg your pardon? It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. Because what you're really saying when you're using all this blabberish is, A.J., you were right and I was wrong. That's what I'm hearing from you. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. How many more millions of dollars would you like me to give you, sir? Yes. Can I just sit on the bench one more time and get paid for it? Eric, can I go home and will you just pay me if I go home and just sit and listen to the show? Is that how it works? I mean, is this... Is, how does Ben... I need to get some advice from Ben. How do you do that? How do you go to and just sit and not do anything and get paid for it? I want to know how that works. Oh, my word. Eric, so- guess- we were talking off the air. Like you know, Ben Simmons is not going to be available now, apparently, for the playoffs. I mean, the guy has sat out all year. He ha- doesn't have a torn ACL. He got begged. He doesn't he have a broken back to get out of Philadelphia. He doesn't have a broken foot. Begged to get out of Philadelphia. He just refused to play for that organization because he didn't like how his coach talked about him in the playoffs last year. And so, finally they capitulated. All right, fine. We're going to send you somewhere else. And we're going to get a player in return. Oh, okay. New destination, new home, new digs. Oh, hi, Ben. Welcome to our organization. Here's who we are. This is what we expect you to do. Oh, wait. Wait. You you expect me to play basketball? Wait, I got to play in the... I. Uh... But my team says I don't have to play. But I just sat out a year collecting paychecks that I didn't have to do anything. Why should I, I go have hang to out play? with the Kardashians with lots of millions of dollars? Oh, you're gonna you're starting to criticize our guy too much. Let's let's wave the flag of uh, mental health. Oh, and everybody better back off. I, everybody's got back off. Everybody's got lay off now. Yeah, he's a paid professional. To and by the way, who has access to resources? 99% of America does not have access to. Yep. But we can't criticize him or be critical. You know what's but crazy? But he can sit on the bench and collect millions of dollars. Is watching the same Nets fans who were just bagging on the guy about a year ago, making fun of him, or now like, hey, don't make fun of Ben. All right? Ben's a good dude. He's a, he's a great basketball player. He did a lot for Philadelphia. He's doing a lot for us. Shut the fetch up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Eric Franson, I'm wow. Andre Salveson on that night, uh, or that note. Uh, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, uh, 1069thefan.com, and on our mobile app as well. We are streaming, and we also have our text line that is live for you guys to 
uh, pitch in on. We'd love to hear from you. We've got Jazz Basketball, Utah State Football Scrimmage, Utah State Hall of Fame Night. I've uh, had a chance to go to the pre-ceremony or the social and then the ceremony. Well, well done. It was really awesome to be a part of or at least watch. Uh, so we got all that coming up here. Our text line's open for you guys, 435-339-0321, Eric. Yeah, we ended the show uh, last hour talking about Most Improved Player Award was just announced, and it went to John Morant. Mm-hmm. And neither of us liked that. Yes, I, I don't think it's a You good look call. at the numbers, and yes, he was improved over last year. He went from a star to a superstar, but this is a guy who was already playing at a very high level. In my mind... Most Improved Player Award generally goes to somebody who was obscure on an NBA roster, worked hard, played great, light switch went on, and they're a, they're a big contributing factor to their team. As I said, Desmond Bain should be on that list. Yeah, I think Desmond would have been a high Jordan pick. Poole, Tyrese Maxey. He is my player of the year, by the way. Or so I, I think there's a number of, of guys that would put way ahead of John Morant in winning that award. And I guess we got a couple of texts that agree with that. 2305. If I had to vote, I would vote for Jordan Poole as the most improved player. Me too. He's a guy you can count on almost every night and being very consistent. Uh, 3862 agrees. Jordan Poole should have been the most improved player. Uh, 6865. I saw a pretty interesting tweet. said, drop your top five college athletes that would have made the most money from NIL deals if they played in this era. I said... Number one, Steve Prefontaine. Number two, Tiger Woods. Number three, MJ. Number four, Red, uh, Jim Thorpe. Number five, Reggie Bush. Interesting. So Reggie Bush would be on my list. Jim McMahon would be on my list. Jim McMahon would have made so much freaking money. Oh, he had a huge oh my personality. Gosh, he was great. Um, Vince Young. Vince Young would have made a ton of money. I'm trying to think someone outside of football, basketball-wise. Grant Hill, yeah, maybe Grant. Maybe well, he was he was a nice guy. Yeah. He was a big Jalen Rose or Chris Weber. What about one of the five fives? Yeah, one five seven zero says Bo Jackson. Yeah, Bo. Bo would have made some major money. OJ Simpson would have cashed in pretty well. Now, I mean, you would have lost it to all the lawyers and attorneys he had to hire later on in his life, but he still would have made a ton of money. Wally Zerbiak. He would have made some money. Did he play at Maryland or something? Where Miami of Ohio. Wally Zerbeck played the Miami of Ohio? Yeah, that may have limited his uh, earning potential maybe a little bit. But. Okay, okay. Let's, let's play but this game. he's still game. a national name. Let's play this game. NIL, give me your top five Aggies that would have made the most money. Any of them. From however far you want to go back. Um, Spencer Nelson. You think Spencer would have made some money? Yes. Everybody would have wanted Spencer to hawk their product. You think so? Yes. I'm going to go Ty Wesley. Okay. Um, Who else would have made money? I'm trying to think, like, football guys that would have made money. JC would have made some coins. You think, you think JC would have made – do you think he would have been interested in that? Actually, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I would agree. Never mind. I take that back. Um, oh man, there's I don't know. There's some great athletes. I Anthony Calvillo. Yeah, he probably would have made some change. Yeah, good choice. I'd have gone with that one. 
man. Uh, trying to uh, nine nine four eight. Jimmer Fredette would make a lot. <laughs> yeah, Jimmer would have made. We're bank. talking about athletes in the state of Utah. Yes. Okay. What about uh, Quinn Ficklin? Yeah, he probably could have made some money. Quinn would have been great, dude. Quinn would have done anything for cash. I mean, not to say, well, I should say like that. But he, he would have been happy to help you out in any way. 9315, JC or Greg Grant? I don't know. I didn't know Greg that well, so I, I, maybe. Um, Jeez, Moise. Uh, I'm trying to think of other guys. I, I don't think Nate Harris would have been. I don't know if Nate Harris would have been too interested in it. Do you know? Oh, dude. Uh, so they had to. They would have had to have been a, a a good player. They also would have had to had a big personality. That's so, why I think Spencer okay. Nelson. One five seven zero is really spot good. on. Merlin Olson. Dude, Merlin oh Olson. Oh my gosh, dude. What a spokesperson. Oh, dude. Could you imagine? He, I mean, he proved oh, it, right? Oh yeah, acting on FTD little house on the flowers prairie. and all that stuff. Little house on the prairie. He was so good. Didn't he? Wasn't he also a spokesperson for like a rental company? Yeah, rental cars. Yeah, I think so. Yes, dude, he was a gem of a human being. Uh, duh. yeah, I, I don't Bernard know. Rock nine nine four eight. Oh, Bernard would have been all right. Uh, two three zero five. Wayne Estes, Marv Roberts, Nate Williams, Dennis Desmond Pentagar. I think he had a little bit of a personality to him. He would have been all right. Do you think Spencer Nilsson would have made some money though? Oh yes. Absolutely. Gary Wilkinson. Yeah. Do you know who would have want not want to make any money off of that? Stu Morrill. <laughs> Stu probably would have avoided that like the plague, man. Uh see here. Seven seven oh six says Bobby Wagner. Hey Bobby Okay, I would say this. Robert Turbin would have made more than Bobby, at least in NIL stuff. Probably just because he Robert was outgoing. Robert Turbin was he was probably spoken to more in post games. He was, he was more the the face of that team than uh, than Bobby was, which is unfortunate. I, I don't know if it's unfortunate, just just the nature of their personalities. Nine nine four eight Silas Mills. Who is Silas? It's going back a little bit further. Basketball player. Nine three one five Eric Franson, because he could have piggybacked on the full court press. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Seven nine nine four. Audio would have been my most improved. It's been months since he's mispronounced. Pandemic. Did I say it right? Yes. Way to go, AJ. Yeah. Hey, seven nine nine four. Appreciate you. Two three zero five. Justin Bean. Taco time everywhere. Justin Bean made some coin. Do you know who really would have been great? Diogo Brito. Diogo Namiyash Keta. I don't know if Namiyash would have done it. I think he would have got sick of it. Diogo would have been really good, though. I think. Um, yeah. Those are kind of my... Those are my top ones I can think of. Uh, 6294. Ben Simmons going to single-handedly make the next CBA crazy. Oh, dude. Yeah, Ben yes. Simmons is going to destroy that thing. Right. Look, teams are going to yes. be like, look, if, if a guy doesn't want to play, how can we be holding to pay him yeah. contractually this amount of money? We have to be able to hold something out, find him. We got to motivate him somehow. We we can't just have him just sit there. Yeah. Hey, by the way, uh, Al Lewis texting Jackie Keaton, no Chucky Keaton. <laughs> Who's Jackie Keaton? Jackie Keaton. I don't. Know. It's got to be going back a little bit further. Dude, Jackie Keaton though. It's good. No relation to Chucky Keaton though. Nine nine four eight. Kevin Curtis would have been really good. 
Ruben, really, really, really good. Yep, absolutely. Six eight nine one. Jordan Love. I think Jordan would have had some. I think. I, he, yeah, I don't know that he had that that big persona- personality. You have that a personality drew a lot of people in. It, he's as kind as they get. He's as, he's a wonderful, wonderful person. But you got to have a like a right. If you're going to be a person that's going to right make the most out of that, you got to have a big personality, willing to go out and meet people and uh, go places. That's why I think Spencer Nelson would have been high, really, really high on that list. Uh, six two nine four, Carlito da Silva, the thrill from Brazil. <laughs> nice, dude. You could have used so many things with that too. I love it. Good call. Six two nine four, uh, one five seven zero. Eric asked. Sorry to change the subject, but I wanted to ask you. Doesn't it seem like Luca is slowing down the Mavs' offense quite a bit? I feel like the Jazz have a better chance to beat the Mavs with Luca than without. Dude, he had 30 points in 34 minutes. He had, I think, what, 10 assists, I believe? I, or 4 assists, 10 boards, I think. I thought he was really impactful in this game. And again, he hit what was supposed to be the game-winning three-pointer and b- before Rudy and Don messed it all up. I thought Luka was really good for that offense for Dallas. It, Luka is a star. There's no question about that. But what he does... What we saw, maybe put it this way, what we saw in Game 4 versus Games 2 and 3 was a ball-dominant player with the ball in his hands a lot, running the show, directing traffic, taking his own shot, versus in Games 2 and 3, a lot more movement. Basically, it was, we're not going to run a lot of sets. We're just going to go one-on-one, try to break the guy down off the dribble, and if someone else is at the rim, pass it out and find somebody open to hit a three. It, that was the play they ran over and over and over and over and over. And the Jazz struggled with it. But with Luka, now the ball's in his hands more and he wants to dribble around a little bit more, do some fakes and jab steps. And and uh, it, it, so he takes his team out of that flow, out of that rhythm, out of that momentum that they built for themselves in games two and three. So, to a weird way, I, I in, in a weird way, I agree with you. And it, we we kind of talked about that as a potential, as this kind of a weird silver lining that seemed like an odd hope to have that bringing Luca back into the series might actually help the Jazz, and that's what played out in game four. So, I agree with you one five seven zero. It did in that game. What adjustments are made tonight? Uh, it could be really telling and could be really interesting. I was shocked that Luca went for 34 minutes on the floor after not playing basketball for like two weeks. But does that yeah. start to aggravate? Does it catch up to him a little bit? Because there was some travel after the game. I, I don't know. But the game was pretty early on Saturday, so you know, throw travel out the window. But... Um, how he, what his conditioning looks like tonight could be really interesting, and how that affects the flow of the Dallas offense is also going to be interesting. A couple more texts came through. Two seven eight seven says Sam Merrill. Sam wouldn't have been good because Sam wouldn't have done it. Sam would have been a star that a lot of people would have liked to have had attached to their business for adver- advertising purposes and things like that. But Sam I don't know that Sam would have been really excited about yeah, going Sam, out and doing those things. He admitted it on our interview when we had with him here on this very station. You can find it on our podcast. Uh, 
But he said, he's like, I was jealous of Justin Bean because Justin had that personality that he would just be willing to go out and do things. And Sam's like, I wasn't. I just kind of went out there and played basketball, went to the locker room, went home, and that was it. Like, he just kind of, he had a small little circle, which is fine, and he just kept it there. 9948, Emmett White? Oh, Emmett would have been good. Emmett would have been good. Emmett would have been great. Yep. Oh, 6860. Chris Cooley. Okay, can absolutely hey, maybe, that dude would have eaten it up. Okay, hold on though. Can, can you confirm or deny this rumor that I've heard about Chris Cooley? I heard that he was kind of a arrogant punk off the field. Like he was a yeah, I'm everything and I'm all this and all that. Did you ever or did he? And Al, if Al Lewis, if you're listening, you would know better than any of us would. But did he ever kind of show that kind of sense to you? Do you remember at all? I, I'm, you know, I wasn't around him a lot to say yes or no to see what he was like on campus or in the community. But when I interacted with him, he was a character. He's a, he was a cartoon character, bigger than life, and maybe that rubs people the wrong some people the wrong way. But um, he was a big character, and he was a talented player. And uh, yes, he would have done well in the NIL. Uh, 6294, NIL, Greg Housekeeping. Come on, just the last name alone. <laughs> Dude, that's good. Is there really a guy named Greg Housekeeping? Because if there is, you got to take advantage of that. If his grandchildren are here at Utah State and Athletes, got to eat that up. 3862, Nimi, maybe. Nimi would have been good. I don't know how long Nimi's interest would have been in on it, though. If Nimi would have had an interest for a long time. So... Uh, 2603, do the Jazz go up 3-2 coming back to Salt Lake City? Hold tight on that. We're going to get to that here in just a little bit. 1540, I knew Chris Cooley. He was arrogant as hell. However, he was actually really cool and nice too. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, so he's arrogant, but he was really cool and nice too. Okay. Very confident. But do you think he, okay, so in that case, he probably would have done well in the NIL thing then, Yes, huh? I agree. He would have. Dude, he would have made so much. Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, 1570. AJ, I know Luka is great and he had 34 points, but to Eric's point, Luka stalls the Mavericks offense. They only score 99 points. It seems like with Luka and the Mavs, the offense is easier to guard for the Jazz. That is true. Again, we, and we pointed it out in the first hour, Eric. The smartest play defensively from the Jazz was that final one when they sent an immediate double at Luka and they said, any one of you other guys can beat us. Try it. But we're not going to let the best player on this court do so. And, it, I mean, it, Spencer Dinwiddie, on a tough, tough look, had to huck one up and it wasn't close. Um, yeah, but, but Dallas, since the trade deadline, what they did to their roster, uh, they have been one of the best offensive teams in the NBA. So the Jazz did a tremendous job defensively yeah. against them in Game 4. Yeah. Um, having Luca back after not having him for the first three games was a little disruptive for Dallas. Jazz took advantage of it, at least one point more than, than they needed to. I'm worried about tonight, though, where he gets you know, back in the flow. They get more familiar with having him on the court and how things run. Um, it, Brunson absolutely takes a hit in how he impacts the game. But um, you know, how do the Jazz counter? How do they build on what they did in Game Four, defensively and offensively? Because they've they've struggled to get their own offense going. And uh, it, gosh, they got to hit their open shots. Connolly, Bogey, Mitchell—they've had good looks. Got to hit them. 
going back to 2603's text. Do the Jazz go up 3-2 coming back to SLC? Eric, I've never been so confident and yet so incredibly terrified about the Utah Jazz going back to Dallas for Game 5. A very pivotal Game 5. I'm honestly, dude, I don't get this emotion that I feel. Like, I'm like, hey, we just won Game 4. We're going to Dallas. If we win Game 5, we're coming home. We're going to end this thing in 6. It's over. The other part to me tells me, well, we got Game 4. That's good because now we prove that we, I mean, that guarantees us at least a Game 6. But are we going to be down 3-2 because we aren't going to get the foul calls that we got in Salt Lake City? No way, no how does Rudy Gobert or these guys get those calls in Dallas at their place in a pivotal Game 5. Not happening, Eric. <sighs> Got to hit your free throws. Got to hit your open looks. Yeah. Um, and, and then, look, it's that bogey can't just have an impact in Game 4. Other guys have to step up and play like he did. Daniel House, Royce, they, they've got others, Donovan especially, he totally disappeared on so many possessions in Game 3 defensively. He was better in Game 4. Everybody has to have that buy-in. So, I I don't know. I like this is going to be so close. I, I'm, I'm going to say Jazz take care of business in a close one. It, it, will they continue to do uh, hack-a-rooty and put yep. him on the line a ton? Um, every time the Jazz... Try to uh, punish them for going small. Sometimes it works in this series, and sometimes it doesn't. So it's hard to predict how things are going to play out because it's do. been so many different looks from game to game, and how this series has evolved. So nervous! I I can't tell you how terrified I am right now. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and take a break. Coming back, we got to talk Utah State football scrimmage, and we'll talk the Athletics Hall of Fame. Incredible night! Uh, really, really cool to watch happen. Uh, we'll, and we'll answer all your questions. If you guys got any questions about the scrimmage or about the Hall of Fame, uh, go ahead and throw them in there. 435-339-0321 into our Gil Mortgage text line here on 106.9 The Fan. Come celebrate Cinco de Mayo, Thursday, May 5th, at the Cache County Fairgrounds. Take part in the Mexican culture with traditional Mexican folk dancers and singers. Enjoy the rhythm of mariachi bands and move to the beat of Zumba. Choose from several food trucks to satisfy your appetite and incredible, authentic Mexican treats. Bring the kids. We've got bounce houses, climbing walls, a mechanical bowl, and traditional Mexican piñatas. The party gets started at noon on Thursday, May 5th. Cinco de Mayo is presented by Members First Credit Union. Our name says it all. Auto Leave, now hiring for all Northern Utah locations. Auto Leave saves lives. DD Auto and Salvage, scrap metal to automobiles. DD Auto Salvage gives you money for your old metal. Celebrate Cinco de Mayo with the community this year at the Cache County Fairgrounds. Thursday, May 5th from noon till 8. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Your team's in the locker room ready to get out there and play to win, but you see a player you don't recognize. They're wearing your jersey and even know your coach's name, but who are they? Would you let this stranger look at your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing attacks work. In 2020, the number of phishing attacks against businesses doubled compared to the previous year. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. You lead a busy life. When do you have time to get your vehicle serviced? 
Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan can help. They're now open on Sundays to better serve you. If life is too hectic during the weekdays and Saturday is crazy like normal, go see them on Sunday. Get your oil changed and they'll also check other fluids and recharge your AC. Stay in your car while their trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Open seven days a week across from Angie's. The Logo Shop invites you to sign up for a foursome and support the Logan Schools Foundation Slough in the Rough Golf Tournament, scheduled for Friday, May 13th. It's a great morning of golf at the Logan River Golf Course while raising money for the students and teachers in the Logan City School District. Contact Shanna Longhurst at the district office to sign up or just email shanna.longhurst at loganschools.org. The Logan Schools Foundation Slough in the Rough Golf Tournament, Friday, May 13th. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press, Eric France and Ajay Salveson. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing so. Uh, send in your text uh, about football spring scrimmage. I just wrapped up their spring football camp. The scrimmage on this past Saturday. Nice, comfortable afternoon. Not too bad. After seeing a little bit of flurries in the morning, that wouldn't look great. Ended up calming down just a little bit. I'd uh, love to hear from you guys on 435-339-0321. Don't forget the Mountain West Motor invites you in helping them drive change in our community each month, Mountain West Motor will select a local nonprofit or cause to donate funds to. We can all drive change by helping those in need. Visit Mountain West Motor and explore your next adventure with a newly customized truck or SUV. Visit nwmotor.com or stop by their new location at 615 North Main Street in Logan. Eric Franson, I'm Um Salveson. Um, Couple texts coming through about the football scrimmage. Let's get naughty. Go ahead. Ninth. No, let's not do that. We'll just read the scrimmage. The uh, texts. This is from nine three one five. Uh, was there any game changer injuries in the scrimmage that could alter the start of fall games? Like who would start or who it's a starter who may have been injured? Also, was the offense or defense the most on fire? And who was the coolest person Ajay got to talk to at the scrimmage? Jeez, so, a lot, a lot of different questions there, Ajay. Well, uh, you probably already heard about one of the injuries. Uh, Anthony Switzer went down. I think the third, second, third play of the scrimmage uh, grabbed his knee. He walked off with crutches. Uh, I was linebacker transfer from Arkansas, Arkansas State. State really coaches good have been too. very high on. Yep, and they they expected a lot out of him. They're really looking forward to him. Uh, you'll hear from Coach Anderson here in just a minute, but he uh, he says it doesn't look good. 
Um, and uh, they're doing an MRI, I believe, today, uh, or even maybe tomorrow, and then they'll know further from there. But I would, I would tell you that it doesn't look good for Switz, which really, really sucks, Eric, especially in the spring scrimmage, man. Yeah, what we don't know is just how the extent of the injury and then what the timeline is for recovery and uh, if, he, if by chance he could be back in time for the start of fall uh, season, if let alone fall camp, but or if it will be sometime middle of the season or if he's gone for the whole year, we don't know. So, um, yeah, lower leg injury is really all we know That's right now. Know. And uh, coach didn't seem... Yeah, very comforted by it at the end of uh, when he was talking to the media about it. He didn't seem, you know, like it was a very good thing. Uh, second question was the offense or defense uh, on fire the most? I would say your uh, your offense looked pretty darn good. A uh, defense dominated in the early portions of the period. To be honest with you, the defense looked really good at first. Uh, offense caught on. I thought Levi Williams looked much much better. Uh, Levi Williams threw the ball around with a little bit more confidence. Uh, conducted the offense with a lot more confidence, Eric. Uh, knowing the plays, knowing the situation, knowing you know pre-snap reads and such, I thought he was really good in that regard. Uh, Cooper Legault looked great. I mean, Cooper Legault, every time he throws a ball deep, you're thinking it's just an automatic every time. He's that good. Well, speaking of throwing it deep, I thought it was interesting. One of the things he said afterwards is that he can't underthrow yeah. his wide receivers. Yeah. They, can, they will go get it. Uh, he's got a great group of wide receivers. Uh, Nanai Davis had some great plays. Uh, Xavier Williams had some great ones. Uh, saw the tight ends getting some action a little bit later on. So uh, it's, a, it's a great group of wide receivers this year for USU. Who is the coolest person you got to talk to at the scrimmage? i got to tell you, to be honest with you, talking to Jordan Love again was so good. Like It was just good to see him, honestly. Like, And he looked great, by Big the way. Big surprise. Yeah. Yeah, to have uh, he, he got in Thursday night, I believe is what he had said. He got in Thursday night. Um, he's doing really well in Green Bay. He's he's loving it over there. He's loving the opportunity. Um, didn't ask him about Aaron Rodgers because I didn't want him to run away and, and leave. But, uh, yeah, he seems to be doing all right. Uh, so happy for him right now. It was just really, really good to talk to him. Robert Turbin, it was great to talk to him, too. He's one of the most friendliest people in the world. Uh, was really willing to talk with you and have a good conversation. Aaron Wade was also in the house. It was good to see him. Um, COC Mariner was there. Uh, I believe COC went out to breakfast with Gary Anderson and Jordan Love. They went to Angie's and had a little bit of a That's breakfast. That's cool. Um, and so it was good to see COC. Uh, I saw Coach Gary Anderson at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, we didn't, didn't get a chance to chat with him. I'm glad he was there. Yeah, me, oh, ab- and yeah absolutely. And that doesn't surprise me he was there. Yeah, um, he was a big part of, of Bobby Wagner and Robert Turbin's career, and rightfully so. And it was cool to see uh, Bobby Wagner, Robert Turbin, some of these other guys that take some time to take pictures with people who were down there and, and to to mingle a little bit. That's and, and to be there. We didn't even know if Bobby was even going to make it. Yeah, Bobby actually got in Saturday morning, I believe. I'm not joking. So I think like like Friday, late late Friday night or early Saturday morning, he got there. Uh, they were able to do his induction video and, and get the interview done. And then credit to that video crew at Utah State. They had to put that thing together in like six hours. And they got it done. Uh, and uh, Al, Al, by the way, had the voiceovers. And it was really cool to hear Al's voice talk about Bobby Wagner. And you could just tell like Al's like knowledge of these guys was just – it was awesome. It was, it was, it was incredible. Um, yeah, so it was great, it was great to see uh, the alumni there. Obviously, that was a big deal for Coach Anderson to have him there too. Uh, he enjoyed that. 
um, and a chance to meet with them and to talk with them and say hello to those guys. Nick Henniger also came back uh, and said hello. It was cool to see Nick actually at uh, – Jordan was doing a uh, on-the-field interview, and when he was done, he was about to walk towards me, and I pointed. I said, hey, behind you, and it was Nick. And, he, like, the two guys had the biggest grins on their face, right? Said hi to each other. So it was cool. It was it was good to see everybody there. It was, it was a lot of fun. On um, regard to the scrimmage, Eric, you know uh, – Justin McGriff is going to be good, and, and and I'm still not completely sold on him. Um, he had some nice catches, and he also had a couple that I mean, it, it just it hits him in the hands. Um, I thought he dealt with the physicality with the of the defensive backs better than the last scrimmage I saw of him. Thought that was much handled much better by him. Um, couple catchable balls that he dropped, but I mean, other than that, I thought he looked all right. We need help on the running back side. Look, we got Calvin Tyler, and I don't know who is going to be backing him up. Really, I just don't know. Because in scrimmage, in the first scrimmage, Gentry and Makakona looked like they ran solid. Like they they looked pretty good. Yeah, they had their moments. Um, a young cat came on. I think he's a walk on. Uh, Gerald Hansen, um, and he actually looked good. I mean, but I mean, and but those guys aren't going to see any playing time come fall against Alabama. So I, 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 I yeah, but you know what? We didn't see John or Calvin Tyler Jr. In the spring, yeah. we didn't see him as going to be the guy. We didn't even guy. see it in the fall. Good point. Until the season really got going, good point. Is when Calvin Tyler really emerged. Uh, see nine three one five. Did you see any game changing plays that they can use, or did they keep it simple? A lot of it's really simple. Um, I mean, it's it's spring ball, so you're not going to see a, a, an open book sesame of, of what they're going to do. I think you'll see a little bit more come fall, honestly. And I, you and I both will when they allow media there. But other than that, it's it's pretty clear cut and dry what they're doing and what they're looking at. Special teams look good. I thought the punters looked fine. Um, it, boy, I, I'll tell you this: Cotsley's got a foot, man. He's he's gonna be a very good punter for this team. And uh, interesting, Cooper Jones returning punts. Kyle Van Leeuwen was out. Coach said it won't be serious. He should be back. Same thing with Terrell Vaughn. Uh, he had an injury that kept him out. He should be okay. He'll be ready to go come fall camp as well. But. Cooper Jones looked really, really good. That could be a guy. Eric, keep your eye on him. Come fall camp in the punt returner section. I think he's going to make some noise. That's exciting. Yeah. 931. Let's see. I already read that text. Uh, um, let's do this. Let's take a timeout. Yeah, sure. And when we come back, let's hear from coach and players yeah. and their reactions to what they saw and observed in the blue versus white scrimmage and uh, kind of put a bow on it for spring football at Utah State. Well, let's get your thoughts on the Hall of Fame coming up here on the Full Court Press. Well, what shall we talk about? You're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. It's kind of been a year. It's been tough not being able to fully reach our you know, potential. I don't agree with anybody who thinks, like Anthony Davis, everybody's out there wants us to lose. No. Most people, they want you in the playoffs. Who possibly could have seen all these injuries coming? That's right. Everybody. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Mothers are simply the best, so treat her with nothing but the best this Mother's Day with a delicious brunch buffet at Elements Restaurant. Omelets to order, hot pancakes with maple syrup, slow-roasted prime rib, fresh salmon, deep-fried shrimp, and many more delicious options, including a full dessert bar. Because she's special, treat mom to something extraordinary this Mother's Day. Elements Restaurant's Mother's Day brunch, Sunday, May 8th from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Google Elements Restaurant to reserve online or call 750-5171. 
This is Ryan, my mattress. I have a little bit of a bone to pick with online bed-in-a-box mattresses. If value is the combination of price and quality, these beds are not a good value. They cost about $1,000 and they last about three years. That's not a very good ratio. At my mattress, you can get a $799 Sealy Posture Pedic that will last you 10 plus years. The best value is at my mattress. Isn't it time to sleep exceptionally? You've been putting up with a dirty, dusty wood stove for years. Why haven't you changed it? Go to Advanced Fireplace and Stove in Logan. Look through their showroom for ideas on quadrifier pellet and wood stoves and heat and glow gas fireplaces. They have several demos in place so you can see firsthand how your project will look. And you can trust the pros at Advanced Fireplace and Stove. They'll do the job right. Advanced Fireplace and Stove, 752-7272. Online at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Coverage of Region 11 Spring Sports continues on local radio and video streamed on CashValleyDaily.com. Thanks to sponsors Adams Wealth Advisors, Great Basin Graphics, Old Grist Mill, Logo Shop, and McDonald's. Broadcast coverage this week includes Bear River versus Logan Softball on Tuesday, Ridgeline versus Green Canyon Baseball on Tuesday, on Wednesday, Bear River versus Mountain Crest Baseball, and Logan versus Green Canyon Boys Lacrosse, on Thursday, Logan versus Green Canyon Soccer, and on Friday, Green Canyon versus Skyview Boys Lacrosse. See the schedule on CashValleyDaily.com. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally, now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Full Court Press, Eric France and Ajay Salvesi here on 106.9 The Fan, streaming on the mobile app as well. Thanks for joining us, however, wherever you're doing. So hope you're having a wonderful Monday evening. We get you ready for the Utah Jazz basketball. They get ready to face Dallas Mavericks. Pivotal Game 5 in Dallas, 7.30. And then the game can be heard on this very station by David Locke, Ron Boone on the call. Game will be on TNT. Game 6 is yet to be determined on game time. It will depend on how uh, many games No, it has out. been set. Oh, it has already. Game 6 will be at 8. At 8 o'clock, huh? We just don't know what network. Kind of depends on a few other things that happen tonight, I think, and tomorrow. Hey, so... Because you go to 8 o'clock games, like, what time do you usually get home, Eric? Uh, are, are those as those long? Are late nights. Are they? Yeah. Travel and everything, just getting out to the parking lot. Yeah, we'll probably that. get home 12.30. Hey, what's your common stop when you go to a jazz game? Do you guys, because do you go to the arena to eat, or do you guys actually go out somewhere and eat? No, we do the, if we can, we always try to do the uh, Crown Burger. Oh, I love, dude. I get a got, bite to eat. Get your. Oh, you don't have to pay extra for parking. I love the Crown Burger. Because buying food in the arena is a total joke. I heard that. Yeah, it is a this. total joke. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah. Not only is it way expensive, it's just it's a hassle. Not it, worth it. Utah State football had their spring scrimmage to cap off their spring camp. And we got to hear from coaches and players Afterwards, we're going to go in order of who we have. We're going to start with Cooper Legault. Uh As of right now, the number two quarterback, and in my mind, will be the number two quarterback behind Logan Bonner coming up in fall as we start week zero against UConn at the uh, Merlin Olsen Field. Here is Cooper Legault talking to the media about how spring camp went and what he thought on his, huh, what he thought of the scrimmage. 
Oh, hold on. Nope. I uh, forgot to turn on the volume. So let me turn on the volume. Do you need me to come over and help you? No, I don't need you to come over and help me. Don't touch me. Push the right buttons. I'm going to push the right. I'm going to push your button here in about five seconds. All right. Here we go. Cooper Lega. Hi. I thought it was a lot better than the first scrimmage. Uh, last time in the first scrimmage, we started off a little cold. A couple big mistakes. But I think today, through and through, from start to end, it was pretty clean. Obviously, we have stuff to clean up. But overall, I thought it was good. So. How nice to have a big body receiver like Justin McGriff this road, too. Oh, it's super nice. And the thing is, since I've been here, he's grown so, like, from last fall to this spring is by far the biggest step he's taken I've seen. So it's really exciting. I'm excited to see how you can keep improving going into the fall. But it's night and day difference how Justin looks compared to last fall to now. So it's crazy. He's going up, making plays on the ball. So I think it's exciting. What so. is your biggest improvement so far from last fall to this spring? Um, I think the biggest thing that helped me is just having a second year in the offense. So last year learning and being third string, like not really getting a lot of reps at practice. I'm just watching all day, still trying to learn, trying to learn. But I think it helped a lot really going with the ones basically all through spring. I already having a year behind me knowing the plays. So it was just smooth. I don't have to really think about what the offense is running. I can really see the defense and know where to go each play. So that's probably been the biggest thing for me is just the mental part. Uh, how comfortable comfortable are you throwing that deep ball right now? You've uh, you had a couple of really nice ones today. Um, that's taking some. I've had a couple underthrows throughout spring, but just learning how fast these guys are with Nina and Justin and Cobbs and all these guys, they're all really fast, and so you kind of got to get used to just the level they're at, and so you just throw it out there, and it's pretty hard to uh, to overthrow them. So you put it out there, they'll go get it. So. Cooper, what are your overall thoughts on the offense's progression from the start of spring ball at the end of March to where you guys are right now? Um, I think basically everyone I've seen has made big steps, and I think the biggest thing that helps with that is having guys that have been in the offense were able to help coach up the guys along with the actual coaches. So we got not only the actual coaches coaching us up, but players that have been in the system are able to help out the new guys. So everyone's been able to really work together to improve ourselves. And how fun has this been for you this past couple of weeks just to have as many reps as you have? I'm sure this, you haven't had this yeah. as an aggregate. Yeah, for sure. Since my time here, it's by far the most the most reps I've had, and it's been a really enjoyable going with the ones, and I think I've built trust within my teammates and the coaches, and so I'm excited going into fall, and then once Logan's healthy, we'll see what happens, but I'm excited. How did your performance in the bowl game at all affect your mentality, if at all, coming into this spring and, and your confidence as well? Um, I mean, I just was glad I finally got a shot to go in a real game because there's only so much you can do at practice. You're not live. They never tackle you. It's always touch off and stuff. So I think, I mean, personally, I knew I could play in the real game, and I think everyone would have assumed I could. But just having that actual real game experience kind of, just lets me know I can play at this level and lets the coaches and my teammates know I can play at this level. So I think it's just a confidence thing with for myself and for people believing in me. So. We already know Calvin Tyler Jr. and uh, Gentry are dangerous, but a couple of the third and fourth stringer guys getting off with some big runs today. What's, what does it yeah. feel like to have those guys? I mean, it's comforting knowing we have three, four, five running backs that can really make a difference. So it's really just, it doesn't matter who's in there. We know we can run the ball. We know that they'll be in protection for us. So 
it's cool. We got a really deep running back group for sure. If you hightail it over to Smithfield right now, you might be able to compete in attaching the javelin and sky you in the <laughs> <laughs> That's not a question. <laughs> done with the job. That's my arm. Any tells for Coop? That's Cooper Legault, backup quarterback to Logan Bonner last season, and he was the same dude who, on the very first play of his Aggie career, checked off a run and went 62 yards to Tevin Tompkins instead. Eric, what I love about him is he's just got so much confidence in himself on the field. Like, he's not scared of anything. Like, he's like, I just, I mean, I went into a bowl game, cold, threw a touchdown pass on the first play. Like, I can do this. And, and in that interview, he says it. He's like, I'm, I'm confident in myself. I, that's what you want to hear. Well, I've always been impressed with Cooper because he was deep in the depth chart, right? But when you go to practices, he was always upbeat, uh, being there for his teammates. And when he was called on, he would go out and do what he was told exactly. and do what he was asked. Exactly. Um, and so he give him credit. He came in prepared and did what he needed to do. Um, and he's taking full advantage of this spring oh, yeah. with Logan Bonner out yeah. of the mix. Yeah, and he said, I mean, just for him, it's good to be back. And just having those reps and having that knowledge of the offense as well, it's been so huge for him. On the defensive side, this line is pretty darn good, Eric. They have been stuffing people left and right. Their backs haven't got a lot of yardage trying to get through those guys. And it all starts with their veteran guy, Holly Motuapwaka, who uh, joined us uh, after the – did I say it right? Yeah. Yep. Motuapwaka. Very good. Good. I said that so fast, I was like, I don't think I said it right. Uh, <laughs> all he joins us to talk about what the defensive line looks like, what the defense looks like, and his leadership, and what it's going to mean to the team this year. Uh, I feel like the defense did pretty good today, uh, but not as good as we could have done. I think that uh, we set the standard really high, and uh, when we don't play to that standard, uh, we always we always uh, look forward to improving it uh, when we come back. like the defense was flying around today making plays and especially that d-line kind of a position group that made such an impact last year what does it look like going into this year how do you feel well i'm, I'm really excited with the with the d-line and the defense that we have that's all that's all on coach bonda he he calls the, the right plays he likes us to play aggressive and just create havoc in the backfield and make it hard for the quarterback and um the o-line and the running backs what areas, I guess, as a defense, you feel you guys have progressed the most uh, since the beginning of spring camp? I feel like um, for our D-line, we really we really uh, made a lot of progress, especially with a lot of the younger boys coming in, like Turbo Tuiaki, James Hansen, and um, Tavion Coleman. They uh, really stepped up. They, they learned the system really quick, and they've been doing excellent. They've been making a lot of plays all throughout spring ball. Hollywood. Marcus and Nick and some of these guys gone now. Do you kind of feel like you're the you're the leader on that front line for the defense? Yes, especially with a lot of experience. I think that me and uh, Byron Vaughn's um, it's our job. It's our turn now to lead the defense and lead by example as well as uh, pick them up by the neck sometimes when they need to. You know, so it's a big role to play, but we're ready for it and we're excited to do so. It's an honor. You guys had like something like 10 tackles for loss for like the first six or so drives. So that was a really solid start. And uh, what, what do you think? Just like, I guess last week, uh, Byron said like you guys dominated, but like you said, like a little less. So what do you think the big difference was there? Um, I think the biggest difference is, is that we just we just play hard and that's kind of the standard that we need to do is create havoc and create production you know we want to make it easier for the rest of the defense we want to make it easier for the corners the back end uh, give them less time to cover we just want to go out there and just create havoc that's the main thing we do every time 
Pelle, what have the, the battles been like these past couple of weeks between you guys and some of the offensive players? What, what has that been like just going after each other? Um, it's been great. It's been great. Um, the O-line really gives us a lot of good work, especially Quasar uh, White and uh, China Dolphin. They're, they're great O-linemen, come with a lot of experience, strong, fast, athletic. So um, we know that they're one of the, they're the better O-line that we'll ever face from now until the season. Eric, let me ask you something. You lose Nick Henniger, you lose Justin Rice. Obviously, there's defensive leadership that is gone. But a guy like Holly Matawapuaka, who brings so much calmness, he just, I mean, he has this relaxed personality. Nothing really gets to him. That's got to help with the, with a veteran guy having that kind of presence on the field, right? Well, it, it does, and I think it helps to contrast the big personality from Byron Vaughn's. Oh, yeah. Who's, you know, dancing and talking a lot and getting all over the place. I think they really can balance each other out and can prove to be a really solid force up front for Utah State. Uh, Blake Anderson, seven and a half minutes long. I had no idea that we had talked to him that long. Uh, we could play, I mean, we'll play just a few minutes of it. You can hear from him, and then we'll uh, we'll have to call it off from Blake Anderson. Uh, I believe you can hear it on our podcast platform, by the way. It's on our 106.7thefan.com page. Uh, but here is a little bit of Blake Anderson as he speaks to the media after the spring scrimmage to conclude his spring camp. Day went, uh, with the exception of a couple bumps and bruises. Hopefully they're not too severe. A little worried about Anthony Switzer. Um, we just talked, I think, last week about how we've gotten through this point with without a significant injury. It honestly looks bad. I hope it's not. Hopefully we got time to get him well. If it is, I think Mike will be fine with the shoulder. Other than that, guys had a good day. Good, good plays on both sides. Uh, it's hard to figure out a scoring. Uh, a scoring. Uh, plan for O versus D without it getting crazy like it did today, but uh, I still thought the energy was good. Guys had a good time. Everybody played. Young guys that really don't normally get to play out in the stadium, you know, got some reps, and, and you could tell the energy on the sideline towards the end was, was was awesome. These guys love playing together and love seeing other guys have success. And guys catch the ball, make tackles that don't normally get to, so I, I thought it, thought that was good. Great group of alumni back, some, some unbelievable players that that built this place. It's good to have them back on campus and got a chance to meet a bunch of guys. I know we're going to celebrate a couple tonight, too. So, all in all, good spring. And now we turn the page and start getting ready for summer workouts. Hey, first scrimmage here a couple weeks ago, you had too many turnovers. There was only the one today. So, uh, how nice was it to see you guys clean some things up in, in that regard? Yeah, you know, that, that first you know that first shot that y'all saw where we seemed to be really careless with the ball, we haven't had another day like that. Probably should have had one more. Gerben had a great opportunity for another one today. But um, they've done a good job for the most part of protecting the ball. It's something we talk a lot about. We haven't had a lot of fumbles. We haven't put the ball on the ground. So I, I've been pleased in that sense. Um, you know, it's, it's, protecting the ball is where it starts for us. And so it's a conversation to have every day. You don't want it to become uh, such a focus that you uh, that it, you kind of let it stick in your head. It's just kind of assumed. We protect it. We want to throw it away if we got to and punt the ball. And, I think those guys are, are getting better at that every day. Coach, it seemed like that wide receiver group as a position group that lost some big names. They didn't miss a step. You know, you got a couple of transfer guys. They looked really good today. What are your kind of thoughts going into the season with them? Yeah, it's been studying. It's, it, you graduated 30-plus touchdowns. That's that's not easy to uh, to rebuild, especially in one class. But feel really, really good about the guys that we brought in. Brian Cobb showed up today. Xavier Williams showed up today. Some young guys out of Tia. Q had not did some good things. Not uh, we missed Terrell and and Kyle today. So it may not be one guy that has a hundred and something catches. It may be collectively spread across the group. But we are talented in there, and, and if we'll just continue to grow and be competitive. And we didn't play McGriff a ton, but he's had an unreal spring. Thought he learned a lot from 
from kind of being in DT's hip pocket all last year. We need that group to be explosive, and they can. Uh, and there's big shoes to fill when you consider, you know, what we lost out of that. We five seniors out of that group and 30-plus touchdowns, and I don't know how many catches. So it's big shoes to fill, but I'm, I'm pleased with the progress so far. You were able to end the scrimmage getting some of those walk-ons. You know, did, did a good job today. Yeah. Uh, Cooper, 33, uh, the kid from Snake River, cut that yeah. touchdown. Garrett threw couple of touchdowns there. Uh, I mean, how fun is it to see some of those kids get get their moment and take advantage of it? Well, just watching the sideline, the way they react every time one of those guys makes a tackle or, or makes a big run or obviously gets in the end zone, that's what, to me, that's what it's about. Uh, environment and culture in the locker room is, gets you through a lot of tough times. When adversity hits, that's what holds you together. So it, it's a lot of fun. This Those guys likely won't touch the field in the fall in a, me, in a meaningful game. This is their game. And uh, we wanted to create opportunities for them to play, parents in the stands, and create some memories. And I think we did that well, and we did it safely. Cooper's been running with the ones throughout the spring. Talk to me about his performance, not just in this game, but the spring as a whole, um, coming in and kind of being the guy with Logan being out. Yeah, really steady. I think what he, he gained a lot of confidence from the bowl game. Came out, out of that feeling really good about where he was. He's um, These guys got a really high football IQ, and you can tell he, he has a good grasp for the offense. He knows where the – where the outlets are, where the alerts are, and honestly where his matchups are. He's got a lot of confidence in the receivers. So he did. Uh, he turned it over early in spring and, <clears throat> and hasn't really done it since. He's gotten better every day. So I feel really good about him. You know, we all expect Logan to be fine and be ready to play, but would feel very comfortable throwing you know Coop out there to, to to win a game for us if need be. He's already done it once. So no reason why he can't do it again. Coach, you mentioned. Uh, that is Coach Blake Anderson. Uh, you know, it's funny because he's like, I don't know who the starter is yet, right? But then he's like, we expect Logan Bonner to be ready to go in fall camp. It's like, well, well that's your starter. You pretty much <laughs> laid it out there, Coach. <laughs> uh, man, I, you know what? Uh, 9315 asked about it. You know, players think that this team's going to be better than last year. Dude, there's the coaches who think that too. They think they're going to be better than they were last year, and that's Eric saying something. That's saying something. But they came out of nowhere last year. <laughs> It was unreal. Now teams know. Unreal. Now teams know. Yep. Now so can, can that'll you be very interesting. Being scouted. Yep. Exactly. How they respond. Exactly. That's exactly right. All right. We're going to take a break. Come back. We're going to wrap up the full court press here on 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The fan. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center have now moved from the Cash Valley Hospital to their new office location, 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of the Cash Valley Hospital. Doctors Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, along with the entire staff, welcome you to a brand new facility with more room and state-of-the-art equipment to help you and your family. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Another Full Court Press show is coming to a close, but you can find them on Twitter. Follow Eric Franzen at eFranzen and Ajay Salveson at Ajay Salvi. If you missed today's episode, find it on 1069thefan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Full Court Press, Eric France and RJ Salveson. Uh, 70 seconds left. Let's go with some spring sports, Eric. All right, yes. Continuation of spring sports on uh, Cash Valley Daily and on 104 The Ranch. So tomorrow we got two games going on. Softball, Bear River versus Logan at 330 on 104.9 The Ranch. Ridgeline versus Green Canyon in baseball at 3.30. That'll be on 104.5, the ranch. On Wednesday, Bear River versus Mountain Crest Baseball at 3.30. And uh, later that evening, Logan versus Green Canyon in boys lacrosse. And on Thursday, Logan versus Green Canyon soccer 
And on Friday, Green Canyon versus Skyview Boys Lacrosse. And there is a time change that uh, Logan versus Green Canyon Boys Lacrosse game has been moved up to six. And uh, something a little bit different than what we had on our schedule originally for Friday. So Friday will be Green Canyon versus Skyview Boys Lacrosse. Two really, really good teams going at each other. We had to find a way to get that matchup on our coverage. Eric, do you like Utah tonight against Dallas in Game 5? Uh, I'm going to go with the Jazz by three. Jazz by three. Good luck, everybody. We're going to need it.